If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Greetings, friends, and welcome to We Say Things, episode 85, to close out the year of 2020. Suns fan with Cinderin, as always. It's great. Yes. To see you, sir. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, Shannon. I thought I was getting a bit sick yesterday, but I feel better today. So good. I hope it was nothing. That's great to hear. I hope you So never I'm back get to feeling again. nothing now, which is great. Robot robot mode activated. Understood. <laughs> uh, okay, this is going to be a bit of a light episode, as I say now, and then ends up being two hours somehow. But uh, it's going to kind of be like a wrap-up and look to the future episode. So first, as always, let's talk about our beautiful patrons in the In Bruges tier. It sounded like you really like some of these names, so I'll let you start, Cinderin. Yeah, so, okay, I'll do the first half. So first, Suns fan, don't listen to that other guy's trash can opinion. Sword of Truth is phenomenal. I can send you the book for free via... <laughs> Just never. Chakar, <laughs> Boyko Ustavko, huh? Nothing. Go ahead. Boyko Ustavka Mutro, Fab Daddy, the Mega Pope, Tins Ti in New Zealand, Zan Xavier, Suns fan Pudge Omega Lol, Nate Thicko Zero One Hamscroats, brother to the great OG Jesticles Hamscroats, Bacon. No, not that Bacon. The other Bacon. Creating mass hysteria by announcing to my whole family that I have a Justin Bieber poster stuck in my ass. <laughs> Shark TM and freshly seasoned goat balls. Also, thank you to Change Will Happen, the Ben Jackson and Ben Broomhead Alliance, Novi Panda, DOP, Polish title of Inbrews translates to First Shoot, Then Explore, Fane underscore man, the Ben Alliance's new campaign is to lobby for an in Bruges Suns fan Cinder and commentary podcast episode, and we need your help. Pitch Black, Wooden Aftertaste, Duntalk, Dyslexic Lawyer, Anonymous, Peter, Happy New Year, Niebling, 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 and Niebling. Ronnie Keel. Yes, indeed. Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, before Especially we get started, to the guy with the poster, I hope you get it out in time before it's yeah, too late. That poster, I mean, that one in particular sounds like. It would be more painful because the shame of having a Justin Bieber poster in general and then the fact that it's stuck in your anus. It doesn't have to be your poster. That's that's a good point. Then more questions arise based on that perspective. So we'll just leave it there. Uh, I think we need to follow up on that next week, sir. Yes, thank you. Okay, Uh, NBA segment of the week. It's going to be a short one. The Suns are now 2-1, and Cinder, and they beat Dallas as I expected. Then we played a back-to-back against Sacramento, lost the first game in embarrassing fashion, although it was only by a few points, and then beat them in a blowout the next game. So good job, Suns. But the interesting story of the week was the Dallas Mavericks played the LA Clippers, who are supposed to be this team that's battling for a title. Okay, They didn't play Kawhi Leonard, 
and it was the day after Christmas. It was an NBA record. The Mavericks at halftime were up by 50 points. Never in the history of the NBA has there been that big of a blowout. And they ended up winning by 50 points as well. Uh, I'd have to look at it. It might have been like... 70 to 20 or something? Yeah, something like that. It was seventy points in one. Half. It was ridiculous. I didn't actually get to see it myself. I'm not sure if it's more the Mavs playing well or the Clippers playing atrocious or just a combination of the two. It was seventy-eight twenty-eight apparently, according to the chat. Pretty absurd. So that's the. <laughs> okay. Yeah, never I been. I thought done Clippers before. were supposed to be good, right? Yeah, they're supposed to be. Yeah, uh, there it is. Click Playoff P. Should have put Back all my money again. on the Suns instead. Good job. Uh, and then last thing before we get started with the actual episode, this is a Suns fan recommends, or in this case, does not recommend. There's a, uh, a mockumentary on Netflix that just came out, created by the same people that make Black Mirror, which is one of my favorite shows of all time. It's a mockumentary called Death to 2020, and dear fucking Lord, it's horrible. It's, at, it's supposed to be a comedy. I literally laughed two times. And both times was because it was a literal clip of either Trump or Biden saying something unbelievably stupid. It was just a real clip. Nothing else was funny. <laughs> it was absolutely horrible. I do not recommend this. I was looking forward to it as well. It Maybe it's just like a, I don't know, too soon kind of situation. It just wasn't funny at all. So, Do you think 2020 will be a year we'll look back on in like 20 years and laugh at or be sad at? I mean, eventually sadness becomes laughter right isn't that the circle the vicious circle of life then again i've heard that before yeah i I don't know i couldn't tell you well we'll have to put a little bookmark here and then in 20 years when we're still doing this podcast make it still haven't watched in bruges we can welcome to uh, episode 1700 wait that's not 20 years that will be even more than that jeez way more yeah good math cinder okay let's get started with the episode so patch 7.28a was released cinderman yes anything of note for you a lot of tweaks uh, to heroes the changes were relatively minor most of them did we but, did we we didn't mention the hook uh the sorry the hoodwink changes right because that uh, got its own little patch that didn't even have a letter we talked about it last week was that that was out okay yeah yeah that's what i was thinking um after seeing the win rate and playing with it a bit more and against it a little bit more, I think the hero might actually be over-nerfed. Um, but we'll see. Okay. I need a bit more sample on it. But it doesn't seem very popular right now, and the win rate's not that good. So maybe it got hit too hard. We'll see. Uh, about this patch, I think, like most things, it's just, I don't know what's really important to focus on because most of it is just like small tweaks, right? The heroes that were considered yeah. terrible got a little bit better and the ones that were considered great got a little bit worse. Um, they tried to buff OD. I don't think it's enough. I think OD is still bad. I think Lifesteal is still averagely bad or rather bad on average, not averagely bad. Yeah, very different mention, A lot, I think a, I want to say a major, maybe not, I don't know. A lot of the changes are based on shards as well. So Yes. And even for those, a, a lot of them were kind of, I won't say negligible, but not major changes. Like, for example, this one was probably the more major one, was Spirit Breakers, which I thought was a top five shard just based on how it sounded originally. Now does not give you two seconds of spell immunity until after you've cast it. So you're not 100% uh, guaranteed yeah. to get it off, uh, which makes sense. 
But the yeah. cast behavior is still that it is delayed, just not. Oh no, not at all. No, no longer changes cast, cast behavior. It normally. Yeah, yeah, that's the other nerf I should have mentioned. Uh, and then also the one that I mentioned, the dismember shard, which I consider very good, where you eat a teammate and heal them. Uh, now reduces cooldown by seven, always instead of by half when used on allies. So a bit of a nerf there for Pudge. Uh, you've actually played some Pudge. How does he? How does he feel yeah. right now? He's fun. I think he's better, but I don't think he's like very good as in pro tier most games probably. But I think he could be used by players that really love it and are good at it. Where last patch it just felt almost impossible mm. to have good impact in high school games. So I think I think it's good. Maybe. I don't know if he needs many more changes to feel viable, honestly. Maybe a little love, but not much more. Um, Another one I'd like to mention biggest, is yeah. uh, Leshrax Ags, which I thought sounded beyond broken. Yeah. Apparently wasn't broken because it got buffed, where instead of... I mean, it basically casts like a... Uh, a what is Pugna's thing called? Nether... Decrepify. Uh, or Decrepify, sorry. An AUE decrepify essentially, but it doesn't apply to you anymore in terms of taking extra damage. So you don't have there's no negative for Leshrac at least. So yeah, I was surprised to see that. It one sounds first. bonkers. I don't know. Yeah. But we'll see. Um I think the biggest winner of the patch is Venge, who I don't think needed it, but my read on the hero might have been wrong. The win rate wasn't very good, but I think a lot of it was also that people were probably playing it incorrectly. But Venge got like four buffs in this one patch. So uh, I feel like when it's picked in the right strategy, this hero is still amazing, and you can build a lot of strategies with it, so you can pick it early. I definitely think this is a good hero, and should not be buffed more, even if its win rate is sub-50. I just think people need to get used to playing it in a new way. It looks so good on paper when I look at these numbers. Like, mm. what an insane hero. So yeah, that is patch 7.28a. Nothing major, but a lot of nice tweaks. I mean, I was expecting... Yep. I mean, maybe it, you don't want a an exaggerated response or anything like that, but Wraith King, I was a little bit surprised. They His crit was reduced by 10% at all levels, which is... It had an, feels like nothing. I mean, it's too little of a nerf. Well, it, it feels like, from a public perspective, I don't know if he's actually too... if he's overpowered right now, but it feels like the public thinks he is. Right, he got the highest the win, win rate. rate surge in. He's definitely Plus good out of any hero. He got like seven percent higher win rate, like percentage points higher win rate. It's really big. But is he like way over fifty, or was he just really low before? I think he went from like. I want to say he went from about fifty to fifty-seven or something like that, mm. or maybe it was like forty-nine to fifty-six, ish, that range. He got really good. Another hero that I'm interested in, and I guess we'll wrap it up with this, is Lifestealer, who everyone thinks is dog. Probably is. Uh, in my level, he's not that dog, though. He feels decent, despite not having open wounds anymore, but he was slightly nerfed at all levels or for his ghoul frenzy, his rage, even his open wounds shard, if you ever get that. Yeah, if he got four buffs, too, like Venge. Yeah, but his, his was more like, expected, I guess. But I'm mm -hmm. interested to see like if what road they take with... with Snakes. If they continue on with this ghoul frenzy, where you're just a creep and you you have like one active ability until you have your ult available, like in the laning stage, or if they scrap it at some point, like do you, do you have a read from like a pro perspective? Like, is it just black and white? People think he's garbage, or are people playing him and figuring uh, stuff out? He does get played in some games, but I don't. 
like I feel like Lifestealer's biggest weakness is he can't set himself up for success. So I think the game has to, right? So I think you pick Lifestealer if you have a really good lane matchup or if you get to enforce a 1v1 against a melee hero. Because then Ghoul Frenzy is useful. The problem is if you're playing against heroes that are mobile or heroes that can harass you, it feels almost impossible to make that usual move that Lifestealer can make in the lane to get a kill where you would open wounds, start hitting someone, your support comes in and follows up. Now the support right. has to do all of the disabling. And as soon as that's over, your Ghoul Frenzy level 1 or level 2, 10, 15%, add an Orb of Venom on top, it's decent. But I think... And we talked about it know. last week where you're forced to like max that because you want the attack speed. Right? Yeah. Feel like that yes. alone Because Feast doesn't it. deal damage. So. What do you think about... Um, I mean, again, this is just tangent, but I was thinking that for a level 20... His level 25 talents don't feel that great anymore it's like the extra rage duration which is nice obviously and then the feast mm -hmm. percentage nobody gets i feel like what if is it too strong if his 25 talent is the old feast where the damage is based off the max hp percentage or what the current hp percentage which it was for a long time that's a 25 talent so you get extra rage duration or damage with feast because it's still situational right you don't want it every game because there's not always like I think tanky you would boss. almost always take feast damage, and that would be crazy good. You still take I'm okay. Pretty sure, yeah. When you get little, when you get level twenty-five, like the average hero in the enemy team is maybe like I don't know, over two k HP, right? And your feast life steal is what is it, three point four now or something? Hmm. So that means every hit deals like an extra. You get a seventy damage talent basically against those heroes, and you also life steal that amount. That sounds like crazy good. On a hero that only has right click, give it to him. He needs it, please. Um, I enjoy playing, but him. but uh, like I don't know. I don't really like the idea of balancing heroes around level twenty five talents anyway, because I think it's well, it all adds up, Cinder. I'm not saying that's the only buff he needs, right? That's just a little something, something, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm just not a fan of the rework, to be honest. But we'll see. Like, I give it some more time. Usually, when heroes get totally reworked, it takes some time for people to play them well. It's also why some people are a little bit hesitant about OD and they're like, hey, give it a bit of time. People aren't playing it correctly. I just don't see how to play it correctly right now. That's the problem. But maybe there is a way that exists. In is my there... world, OD just got a bit better in lane and lost at literally everything else. So. Right. Well, is there a level of fatigue? I don't know how pro players feel about this, but obviously you and I have been covering the game for a long time. We played Dota 1 like mm -hmm. decades ago at this stage. Jesus. But is there a level of fatigue when OD just is reverted like this many times and just completely changed this many times, like to relearn this hero for like literally the sixth or seventh time now? Or do people not care that much? It's just about how good he is now. You know I what think I mean? it's about how good it is now. Because I feel a lot of fatigue. Like I don't give a shit what OD, I don't even know what he does anymore. I literally don't care <laughs> anymore at all. You don't need to know. If he's in the <laughs> other, like, if he's in your team, you, you're like okay you're gotta step it up guys and if he's <laughs> right. in the other team you're like all right guys let's just play okay oh, we'll be fine uh since we have a bit of a light episode maybe we can uh transfer this to the next discussion which is kind of piggybacking off of last week any heroes that you think maybe are better than you thought that you're seeing in a lot of games or maybe worse than originally thought you kind of brought up avenge because the hero that comes to mind yeah. for me it, maybe it's not a surprise because I, th I think we both thought his Ags was incredibly good. But Troll seems very, very good. Troll is very right good, yeah, for sure. Like, would and you he say. He didn't get nerfed either. 
Yeah, pros, are they picking up ags like second, third item like every game? Is it even a situational thing anymore? Because um, the dispel seems situational based on the lineups, but minus right. five second axes is insane. It goes from nine to four. That's always good, right? Yep. I think most people I've seen play troll buy it like second item on average, I think. Some games it got picked up first. Uh, and then there was a nutty clip of Thompson with it, I think, doing magic stuff. Um, it's, oh, really? It can be insane. It can be completely insane. Wait, so does yeah, he get Troll's E-Blade definitely... and Whirling Death? Is that what he does? <clears throat> no. <laughs> no, he just got standard items with eggs as one of them, I think. Okay. And won a fight that was literally 1v4 or something for the most part. Hmm. Um, I'll have to look that up. With good buttons. Anyway, <clears throat> um, apart from that, Wraith King clearly was better than I expected. I thought he was buffed, but not to the level of, wow, this might be the new best carry or a contestant. Uh, Visage seems insane in the right hands with early eggs. Mm -hmm. uh, again, one of those things where I was like, this sounds really good, but you never really know how good it is. It is very good. Um, Terrorblade seems to be doing better than I expected, probably by a bit, but I also thought he was better. Um... What else? I mean, Lycan has been hot as well, but I feel like Lycan is just good in the start of literally every patch because what happens is people lose track and <clears throat> don't really know how to play the game anymore. So then you pick a hero that gets a fast Necro 3 and you run at shit and it just works. Like, I don't know how good that hero is going to be in a month. I feel like the last, like, five major patches, Lycan just owns for two weeks, always. So I don't want to focus on that one too much. Have you yeah, seen Viper Shard yet? Yes, I have. I've seen uh, a seem pretty small good. sample size. It seems really good. Like the fact that at level 25, again, I love these level 25 talents, but poison attack on buildings with the minus armor of the shard, that's pretty fucking strong. Uh, if you can get to that point, obviously. Because Viper is mm -hmm. one of those heroes, it feels like you drop off a bit, but at that point, you're not dropping off because you're literally the hero that's sieging everything. Yeah. So. That's Definitely a cool scales one. better. Have you seen Timbersaw Flamethrower? Because I have not seen that yet. I've not seen the Flamethrower. I've seen the hero in play. He feels mostly the same. Yeah. So, And what I said when we looked at it was that I feel like Flamethrower is going to be an item you take in the really good Timber games. Because in the okay Timber games, you have to buy defensive items. Mm. But if you have a really, really good game where let's say you only need one defensive item and then you feel invincible for like 10 minutes then I think the shard could be really cool. Like, there will be a game occasionally where you could go like Bloodstone or uh, Eternal Shroud or Yules or Lotus Orb, and then that feels like enough defensive for now. Then I think the Flamethrower should be really good. They even got buffed now. Yep. I don't know if it needed that, but... Well, nobody was picking it up, so... Oh, yeah, the TA shard why. seems really good too, by the way. <clears throat> is that the... It got buffed too for one? no reason, so that's cool. What's her shard? Uh, psionic trap silence. Oh right, right, right. Does it from point five to three seconds now, based on max charge time? Okay, so it ramps it's very, up. very good. I see. Okay, cool. That's like the old. Uh, <clears throat> maybe you mentioned this on the four-hour thing we did, but is it? That's like the old. Is it Weaver or Nix? Yeah, the old scarabs where Weaver could like delay explosions to chain silence. You can yeah. do that with traps now if they're pre-placed. <clears throat> it's pretty, pretty cool. good. Okay. All right, next topic of discussion. Uh, Fenrir might be a new hero. This is another tease, if you will. There's some voice lines in the game that 
are referring to Gleipnir, which is a new weapon, and people looked up the the lore behind the word Gleipnir, and it's apparently the binding that holds the mighty wolf Fenrir. And then there's other lines that refer to like an animal, a lot of new lines that are put in. So a lot of people think that this is going to be a new hero put in the game at some point. And between the Fenrir that we just talked about, between Freya, it's all like this mythology, Norse mythology, which right. I assume would they would want to put out for the Sweden TI, which that's this is the interesting question that I have now. Let's say you have these heroes, okay? Yeah. I don't know if Valve is just like sitting on heroes. Like the thing that takes the longest, I can tell you this by experience, is like the art, anything like model animation, stuff like that. But in terms of like having a playable hero, that is very quick. You could literally do most heroes in a day. Like not even kidding. It's very easy. Okay. Do you think mm-hmm. that they're sitting on this many heroes that they actually will just hold on to like the Sweden heroes that they wanted to release for TI for when they actually had the TI in Sweden? Even if it's like a year, even a year and a half from now. And I think, wait, so what did you say you think is what takes the longest again? <clears throat> Art, anything artless. So model, animation, animation particularly takes the yeah, longest. Yeah, I think, I think the main thing is that I would guess the final thing you do in development is voice acting, right? You commit to that because you hire someone to come and record voice when you know you're going to make this hero released, right? Mm-hmm. I assume. So I think if you're quote-unquote holding heroes or sitting on them, you're waiting until you like the concept enough that it's, you're certain you're going to release it. And I feel like there's like this list of people who have been data mining. There's like dozens of heroes or whatever that are in the files that never got made. I think the vast majority of them are someone's ideas that just weren't good, but or didn't work out the way they wanted. And maybe they revisit them like a year or two later and they have better ideas or whatever. Um, I think for the most part, like seeing these files doesn't, how to say it? It doesn't make me feel confident when I see this name or these things. The the thing that's the biggest giveaway is the voice line. Like that's what matters is if there's a voice line from uh, from Hoodwink that kind of teases a relation to another hero that isn't in the game yet. That to me is a much bigger commitment than there being hero files in the game, right? To be fair, there's a lot of those in the game, and they're not heroes in the game yet. Like there's a lot, right? Like Can Mars has a, a bunch. Well, I I can't think of the names of the heroes, but they're referring mm-hmm. to something. They don't call the hero by name, but it's obviously they're talking about a hero that's not released yet, right? And I believe Mm -hmm. Mars had a couple, uh, basically like the newer heroes that come out, they have references to newer heroes to come, usually. Right. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're planning five or six heroes ahead. It's possible. Uh, At least it's definitely a new trend, right? The old heroes did not have voice lines to stuff that wasn't out yet, I think, at least for the most part. Probably uh, if not. they did, they had voice lines for heroes that they knew they were going to release because obviously they knew they were going to do a one-to-one port of all the heroes. So that's really easy in the start. But right. um, yeah, <clears throat> like as a strategy move, I think you want to stifle hero release, to be honest. Uh, it's not what people want to hear, probably. But if you just do huge hero dumps all year. Um, what does that mean? It, huge it, hero dumps? Like, let's say you just drop like 10 heroes in a year or one per month or one every two months or whatever. Uh, I feel like, first of all, there's diminishing returns on the hype. And secondly, I think the game very quickly spirals a little bit out of control from a balance perspective where 
it's much cooler to have heroes that are very well thought through and designed and you really give them time to get tested and played and think about them and then you put them in the game instead of having and this like your thing number where you again? need to print heroes basically what's your number huh? what's your favorite My, number of heroes per year yeah i think it was two right two or three yeah like it in my opinion, Dota doesn't really, like, let, let me give you an example. Let's say you put me on the spot and you were like, okay, for the next year, you could have five new heroes or you could have three major balance patches. I would take the major balance patches, but that's because I'm boring, you know? Well, hold on. Um, let, let's be real. I, the, I know those are not, are not exclusive. They're not, yeah, but, they're not mutually exclusive. That's not the same not. departments even. So there's literally, there's no reason to think that they can't do all of this at the same time. Of course, but it's now, more. I, I agree with you okay. though. They sh- it, it shouldn't be like like Valorant. Valorant, the way that they're doing it is every two months there's a hero, which is a lot. But at the same time, they have a low hero amount right now, which is fine. I don't really care that much. But we're at 120, whatever it is right now. My number yeah. would probably be four. So every like three months, I'd I like just... a hero. I don't know. I feel That'd like there's different ways to go about it as well. I think the hero pool now is so big. And there are some hero designs that are still relatively similar to others or that are relatively dumb. Then, like, instead of giving us a new hero, how about you rework techies? Then because, you have the same number of heroes. But then, Because it's not as hype, Cinderin. That's why. I would be, there is nothing that could get me more hype in Dota than techies being removed yeah, or reworked. Yeah, but nobody that, actually cares what you think, Cinderin. Just I know, that. that's the Deep problem. Downside. That's why okay. it's still there. <laughs> I mean, techies will always be a piece of garbage. We know that. But, I mean, if, if we're talking about, like, current player base versus future player base, you, I think from a marketing standpoint, considering there's no marketing in the game, the best marketing are these big patches. And what's most sure. exciting about these big patches yeah. for people that are outside of Dota? New heroes. There's no question about it. Yep. Uh, like, this big patch that just came, that was really cool. I love it. My favorite patch in a long time. The casual player, maybe they don't care as much because it just looks like more complexity. But the new hero that was released in part of, as part of it, maybe a little yep. bit more interesting. I don't know. So we're not that far I guess off the on point, numbers. The point though. I was you trying said three, to get across I said is four. I think it's more it's more important for the game's longevity and for people's enjoyment that the game gets balanced than that it gets new content. Right? Imagine we got. I know this is a weird thing to say, but let's imagine this patch instead of getting hoodwink, it got. Hoodwink, Fenrir, plus one, and Valkyrie. Let's say I got three new heroes, mm. but there was no rebalancing. Mm. People would be more disappointed with a patch with three new heroes, I think, than they would with a balanced patch with zero in this state. Like when the game has had a patch for, what was it, like five months, the last that's one was? That's because it's roughly? been so long. That's right. different. That's not a normal but circumstance. It, I mean, that's the normal circumstances for getting a new hero, though. So people's thirst was more for a balanced patch from what I could tell than okay, for new so content. You're, you're saying that you, you want it staggered. I mean, I'm talking about the number specifically. I don't mm-hmm. care when it's yeah. released. It could be a completely separate update. It's just literally the hero, no update right. at all, right? Two, as so long as you two, have two these other updates. Two or three for sure. Okay, so I will go then a you have higher more, and say four. Like I think it's also like if you give people that much time, the chance that the hero is fun, interesting, and good design in all aspects, not just gameplay, but in terms of like the art, the voice, everything, you have so much more time to reiterate than if you're printing heroes. If you print a hero per month or every two months, then well, it might sound like a lot though. of time. But with the amount of people involved, then 
Yeah, but they they've had it's how many years now? It's way more likely to now? get screw ups. Like you're talking about as if they just started now. I promise you, they have hundreds of hero concepts at the very least, and it's all about aligning yeah. them with what kind of patch they want to come out with. Whether it aligns with a Sweden TI, for example, with the, the Norse mythology. Who knows? There's a lot of factors, yeah. but for me, it's, I'm just talking about the number. Which again, mm -hmm. we're not we're not too far off on between no. you and I. Okay, next uh, topic, which is the most important topic <laughs> of discussion. Apparently, there is a thing called the KF console. I guess maybe they'll call it the KFC console. It KFC console. KFC console. Uh, this was teased a few months ago, and people thought it was a joke. Apparently, it's not. You guys should or Google what this Or they're doubling down on the joke. It doesn't look like it to me. It looks pretty legit. So they've partnered with Cooler Master, Asus, and Seagate to come up with this monster computer, I guess you can call it, uh, VR-ready, ray tracing, 200 FPS with up to 240 hertz output, 4K TV gaming, and oh, the world's first built-in chicken chamber. <laughs> Never risk letting your chicken... Go cold again thanks to the patented chicken chamber. Utilizing the system's natural heat and airflow system, you can now focus on gameplay and enjoy hot, crispy chicken between rounds. <laughs> this sounds legit, man. I want this. I want Dude, this. I... Okay, so let's talk about the <laughs> options here, right? Option number one, this is real and it works. Awesome. Option number two, this is real and the chicken fucking sucks. <laughs> Is it worth it then? What do you mean the chicken Option number sucks? three, what does that they're mean? still doubling down on this and it is not real. Right. But as a PR move, they're getting insane amounts of attention. So like in terms of advertisement right now, this is a this is genius. But the backlash, if it turns out not to be real, depends on people's expectations, right? Yeah. If, if a lot of people are something... hyped for this now, they're going to be disappointed. But like, what the right. fuck is this, man? I think if, again, I'm not exactly a marketing major here, but neither is Valve, so it doesn't really, you know, say anything in that terms. You could, anybody could do it. They should have partnered with KFC, dude, and made a chicken hero. There it is. That's what. No comment on that one. Uh, but for, if they teased this originally and it ended up not coming to be, nobody would really care. It's like, oh, that's a joke. But now that they're, like you said, doubling down, I think it's real because only negative can come out of this, I feel like. But. Okay. It looks cool. You like, love fried not? chicken. So eh, do I. Kind of. Depends on where it's from, but sure. Not KFC. No offense. If it's KFC. homemade, which it will be every time. Um, okay. Sure. Somebody, or it's been quoted that the price range for this item is expected to be about $2,000. So that is Quite just right. the rig. No secondary stuff except, obviously, the chicken chamber. Mm -hmm. Chicken chamber? Like, does it seem like value? Of course not. It's like terrible. From, from the from the perspective of what's in it, like if you were to buy the components without the chicken chamber, how good are these components? <laughs> like the graphics card was, what was it? Chicken chamber. That's so good. Uh, graphics, graphics card. What is it actually? Does it specify even? Did they? They didn't specify what the graphics card is. It just says it's. Is the graphics it, card the chicken chamber? <laughs> It's a core. Wait, this is an Intel graphics card. It's garbage. They're actually. Wait, this is it. What? Housed in a custom cooler master NC100 chassis. We needed something small but mighty, and that's what we got. At the heart of the beast of the machine is the. Oh, that's the, is that the CPU? The CPU 
There's no way the CPU looks like that. It's a PCI Express thing, but it's called Core i9 9th Gen. Okay, I have actually no idea. Is that? It sounds like integrated graphics to me. Oh no, no, no I'm sorry. There's. Okay, I actually don't know. It's a hot swappable GPU slot. Okay, the thing that I'm looking at looks like a CPU. I mean, it looks like a graphics card, but apparently it's the CPU, which is weird. Um, and then it says, discover a level of gameplay you didn't know possible with Asus-powered graphics that runs buttery smooth, keeping tearing and frame rate drop a thing of the past with the first but it doesn't of say which kind of hot swappable GPU slot. Okay, yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> People are saying it's, it's good that it's hot swappable, though. When it starts overheating from chicken, then you can slot in another <laughs> graphics card. You get another yeah. graphics card with it, and you can, like, replace them. So that's the thing I don't get. Like, it, it must be completely separated because obviously that doesn't work, right? You don't want a heater. I I, I don't understand. It, it's one of those, okay, like... How hot does a computer get, Shannon, when it's really working? How hot does a computer get? Uh, Like, I'm trying to think of the Celsius. Uh, What is the Celsius? Like, a very hot card before it shuts off is like 90 degrees, right? Right. But a graphics card Something runs pretty like hot. So graphics cards are like 80... Let's say 70, yeah. 80 Celsius if it's like really power hungry. But okay. what's the CPU lowest temperature low. you cook chicken at? Uh, pretty hot. Hotter than that, probably. You definitely don't cook chicken at 100 unless you want a slow roast. Right. Which, you know. Uh, I mean, it could technically one. work. But obviously, the entire chassis will not be 90 degrees. That's just a card. So right. <laughs> this is like the worst theory crafting ever. I fucking love it. We're actually planning out a cookie. This is a novelty purchase. It is not a practical purchase. If you're a big fan of KFC and you like the hardware that's inside, you don't want to build your own, and you just happen to need a a chicken chamber, then this could be for you if it's real. Which at this point, I uh, am. We're getting a key point from the chat here. It's not for cooking the chicken, just for heating it. Oh, so it has to be pre-cooked, and then you can reheat it, which so is not even... as good as cooking it new. Even so. more useless than I thought. Thank you, chat, for pointing yeah. that out. Huh. All right. This sucks. I'm definitely buying one. Sounds good. All right. Next topic. Uh, okay. This is where we start to look forward and look at the past and all that good stuff. So the best of 2020. So we're going to kind of limit this to Dota for now. Mm -hmm. What do you think the best tournament of the year was? 2020. I'm trying to think back on what we had. What was the last LAN? You were supposed to look this up beforehand. I asked you if you were ready. You said yes. I'm ready. All right, I'll go if you're not ready. I'm trying there to wasn't think much. what the last LAN we had was. Like, ESL got canceled. That was in March. So it was only January, February, and there, I don't know what was even then. Yeah. I think it's okay, pretty Okay, so let's clearly... pretend that's not even part of the year. I mean, it is part of the year, but it still wouldn't be... If we can't remember it, it's not the best tournament True, of the year. I guess. For me, it's Omega League, and it's not close. Yep. Omega League was yep. by far the biggest, For sure. the best. Of so. the online parts, that was definitely the best tournament. Um, okay. Awesome. As always, awesome production value. The games were great. The teams were great. Um, good stories. I think in like an honorable mention, I actually think ESL 1 Germany was cool because it was... Because of the outcome of the tournament, right? Finally, Secret didn't win or get mega far. Finally. Finally, Liquid won something, which had also taken forever. So it's like this, the storylines of that tournament were awesome, but the magnitude of it and the teams and the duration was not comparable with, um, with the Mega League. Maybe the team quality actually was at least close. 
but yeah. I think it's fair to say Omega League. So then next you wrote Team of the Year. That's secret. Yep. I don't think there's much to talk about. There uh, is, Sindarin. Okay. okay. There's a lot to talk about. Secret won, and then they won again and again, and then they won again, and then they took a break for two weeks, and then they won again, and won again, and again. I and think... Then, and then the they won team, one more time. I think the Team of the Year is actually Team Secret. I don't know if you heard about this, but... They actually won almost every tournament this year. So they would be my yeah. pick for Team of the Year. But I will give a special mention, honorable mention, to, I'm going to call this the up-and-comer, Viking.gg. I think I was really True. impressed. They became a Tier 1 team. Now, the last They're tournament, the most improved team, for sure. By far the most improved team. And it's one of those most cool storylines where it reminds me of, uh, oh my God, what's the Greek team, the old Greek team called? Adfinem, where they just stuck together. Over the course of the last year and a half, two years, how long have it been? They were definitely a tier two or even below team at some point and slowly went up and up, gradual change, nothing overnight, and eventually became a tier one. It depends on what your tier, like how far down your tier yeah. list goes, but they can compete with the best. They had a really good showing this year, and I hope they continue to improve. So, most improved team was Viking, best team was Secret, and best newcomer was Virtus Pro, right? The new VP. True. In my yeah. mind, the new VP is better than Viking, but I think they started at a higher level when they just built the team. So they're less okay. improved in that sense. And I think if we want to do, if you're going to go throughout all the categories, the worst team of the year is Arkosh Gaming. Uh, they have done nothing. <laughs> <laughs> They've done nothing but talk shit. That's all they do is talk shit and lose. Okay. Worst player Arkosh of the year, Gaming. Sir Action Slacks. Worst talent of the year, Sir Action Slacks. Worst yes. content creator of the year, Suns Fan. <laughs> Hey, well, I didn't make any content. Does that make me a content no. creator? <laughs> no. This is, what you're watching right now is definitely not content. This is just two old men <laughs> reminiscing of times of old when they used to be relevant. I remember okay, so, when I was up below 30. Hey, remember Hero of the Year, Cinderin. I think this is probably going to be the same for us, so maybe we can do some honorable mentions. Um, Sven? Depends on what Hero yeah. of the Year means to people, but I think the best hero probably Sven for the year because that patch was for a long time yeah it was it was definitely for a long time um i'm trying to think of a better candidate i think faceless void is probably also up there to be honest okay. i think he was relevant longer than sven Spectre. or more on average specter was very popular as well specter yeah but still void or maybe dude isn't it just io every year actually when you think about it, the entirety of the year, I think Io was a more contested hero than Sven. All right, how about this? What was your favorite but, hero of the year? Not ha, doesn't have to be even a good hero. My favorite hero of the year. Yeah, Hoodwink. Actually, I'm I'm loving that hero. I think it's super fun to play. So two weeks worth of gameplay trumps the entire year of any hero you can choose. I mean, that's fine. I'm just clarifying. I don't know, Hoodwink or Clockwork. I guess Clock is always fun. Okay, well, you are a masochist at the end of the day. Mine would be Why? Pangolier. Clock obviously. is great. Pango's fun too. I haven't played Pango. It that much, the only Heroes of New Earth hero in the game, and by that I mean actually doesn't feel like garbage when you're turning. <laughs> Turn rates, Ice Frog 2021, perhaps. Io, hello. Uh, true, but you you can't tell which way he's facing a lot of the time, right? So it oh, so it's you a, don't get the feel. Right, it's a philosophical thing. Sure, if you want to look at it that way. If okay. You're, if you're a sphere, do you ever really turn, right? I mean, But if yes. you're the companion cube, you can tell that you're turning. That is a good point. Yeah, that is a good point. Okay. 
Uh, New Year's resolutions for us. I actually haven't thought of any. Hopefully, you have something while I think. About I it. I have mine. Um, we used to we had phases, especially two or three years ago, when we would go to the gym like two to three times a week. Mm-hmm. I guess two, two on average. Um, I think I would like to go back to the gym and start being a little bit more physical again. But obviously, it's not feasible right now. But hopefully, when things settle down, uh, I would like to start going to the gym again with physical with Susie and get back into that. Wow. That's my main resolution, I guess. You gonna get swole? <laughs> no, I just want to be more <laughs> fit. You know, like my goal is never to get big, but just you know, better what shape. What if you really liked it and you became big? Do you think that would help your career in any way or have no effect or hurt it? I mean, it would allow me to beat up the other talent. <clears throat> That's true. They can't talk shit anymore. Give me more events. <laughs> Tournament organizing would beat the shit out of you if you don't give me more <laughs> events. Okay, New Year's resolutions for me. Uh, I mean, I could always go down the weight route because it's just an, a never-ending yo-yo, to quote the great uh, Larry David, Curb Your Enthusiasm, great show, by the way. Um, but I'm going to say something career-wise because my career has felt at a bit of a standstill for the past couple years, uh, which it's mostly my fault from... I don't know, just not having as much ambition, not caring as much, honestly, uh, because I just, you know, went through some shit, I guess you could say. My goal is to cast a land with the great Sindarin because oh, the last time... Oh, dude, that's, a go- that's couple goals right there. That's true. The last time that's we did that... That's my New Year's resolution, too. Shut your mouth. That's not allowed. Okay. But thank you. The last my time New Year's we cast resolution is at... to beat you up at said land. Last time we casted a land together was Captain's Draft, I believe. And then the time before that... I want to say was the original, um, what is the Chinese land that we were at BTS for? DAC. DAC, right? We cast that at BTS though, so that was remote, but right, but not. That's true. Are those the only two times that we have ever Did cast we ever together cast in group person? stage together at TI at all? I have never cast TI other than the noob stream, which was on a secondary right. stream. So no, emphatic no. So we've cast two captains drafts. Midas Wait, mode, elimination mode. What do you mean two? I'm talking about in person. We oh, right. Cast... Then that's the... In person, that's the... Yeah, the two... Did you... We've, we've also cast some TI qualifiers together at BTS. Because we've, we've been oh, to like two or true. three BTS hubs together. So we did DAC. Yeah, yeah. We did okay. two TI qualifiers, I want to say. And maybe a major qualifier too or something. Okay. I'm not so sure. So we have we've cast in person times, a decent amount. But, but we've only cast one land, and it's the one that I yeah. had to make myself, Cinderin. Yeah. With the help and of my you beautiful girlfriend. you were not stressed at all, so it was really good. Yeah, I, I do regret some choices I made. I think my casting was actually pretty bad, but that's mainly from other stuff going on. Too stressed and all that shit. But I would love to cast a land with Cinderin. Please, if there's a land even this year. Okay. Predictions of 2021. Okay, so we have the uh, the <clears throat> vaccine. It's already out. I don't know how it is for you. They're for us. They're prioritizing yep. obviously politicians, which is very important, uh, not crooked at all. Yeah. But also the healthcare workers, as it should. So it eventually it'll trickle down to the plebs like myself in the coming months. So I would assume like this is I I have no idea, but maybe my complete uneducated guess, Sindarin 
is that by April we'll be at a back to a semi-normal, not normal, so? normal, semi-normal. That might be a yeah. little bit ambitious, but that's what I'm thinking right now. I think one of the biggest challenges for the U.S. is to convince people to take the vaccine. True. Um, and that is also an issue. Oh, well, I don't want to call it an issue. It's less prevalent in Denmark, but there will always be parts of the population that are vaccine resistant, not in the sense that vaccines don't work, but that they don't want to <clears throat> take one. And I don't know about this. I don't think there's any country that by law enforces it, as far as I know so far, uh, vaccination. So I think it is choice-based. And that means depending on which country you live in, let's say you live in a country where 10% choose not to get vaccinated and you live in a country where 30% choose not to get vaccinated. There's a pretty fucking huge difference in how long it takes for the pandemic to end, assuming that the vaccines work and that they're effective, which is also still up in the air, right? We don't really know how long you stay resistant for because they haven't, like, let's say you started the testing half a year ago, then you only know how well they last for half a year. Yeah, for um, all we know, it's it going to end off. up being like a flu shot where you have to get it every year, maybe. I don't know, could something be. like that. Yeah. But know. No, that's that's a good point. And I mean, of course, for those, again, just to educate people out there that maybe are not understanding, vaccines are not just to help the person that you're vaccinating, but other people that yes. may not be able to have a vaccine from getting sick from carriers that don't get vaccines, right? So. That's actually probably the bigger, like if people, if it was the other way around and people that didn't get vaccinated are the only ones that could get sick, fuck them, let them die. I don't give a shit, like whatever. But if they're Jesus. not taking the vaccine because of medical reasons, then anyway, that's, that's a tangent. Anyway, back to, back to our predictions of 2021. Cinderin. Yes. Well, first of all, you didn't answer my question. So my very ambitious answer was April is semi-normal where things will right. be open, like basketball games you can go to, things of that nature. So it won't had, be like we had our still first vaccination. Mask, our first person getting vaccinated was I want to say the twenty seventh of December. <clears throat> we had the first one, might have been twenty sixth, and then that was an elderly. And our prioritization list is elderly and healthcare workers and um, politicians. I don't think they have a special category. I could be wrong. Uh, I don't remember hearing that, but yeah, elderly and. People with reduced immune system, and of course, uh, what was the other thing I said? Healthcare workers, um, top priority. But based on the number of vaccines we have now and the general public opinion, I think, like, depending on when we can get enough, I think the problem, the bottleneck for us will be when we get enough vaccines in terms of having them on hand rather than distributing them. I think that is what takes will take probably the longest is to get them all unless we suddenly get a huge production and we can get like how many do we need we need about like six million um if we can get them really fast then that's a different story but like production takes time so i think i don't know the ones we have so far i think might have already been distributed or probably close to i would imagine so we're just waiting okay uh, so when can you when do you think you can go outside and go to a movie june june okay yeah probably so because i so if you let's okay i know this is not really what our podcast is about but i'm curious about your opinion so okay when do you think okay let me this is maybe a weird way of looking at it but let's do a thought experiment let's say you could vaccinate any percentage of the population now 
how big a percentage do you feel like should have the vaccine before you're like, okay, now we're going to try to go back to normal? Because that's kind of what it comes down to, right? Is that at some point you're like, okay, we this is enough. Where would you put that number? Just as a guess. Like, what do you are think? Are you talking about good? people that are willing to get the vaccine? Let's even, to make it easier, let's say everybody has to get one. Okay, so then 100%. Okay, then you would still wait for 100% before you did it. But even it, if that meant waiting an extra two months. Or right. what if it was 95% now? I mean, if I was in you... charge, yeah. But Okay. Like, then there's the... We're assuming that a certain segment can't take it, right? A certain yeah. segment won't want to take it, which obviously we're not going to wait for that shit. It's more about the people that want it, which I assume is how they're going to do it here. People that want it, when can we get those to them in time? And then you have to wait X amount of weeks for it to kick in, which is like maybe mm-hmm. two weeks, a month, or however long. Uh, but knowing America, so it's going to be, it's gonna, everything's going to open up within the month, probably. You would wait until everyone who wants a vaccine has one. That's, I, that's how I would do it. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. I'm just, I'm curious because if that's what you're basing your April on, but it isn't, right? Because that's what you don't think they will do that. I think they'll open things up sooner. <laughs> right. Man. That's, that's what I mean. I don't think yeah. your scenario can happen in April, probably. So you don't think so? I, I don't okay. think everybody who wants a vaccine will have one by April in the US. Do you think so? I do think so. Okay. Well, maybe you're right. I don't know. They're I mean, obviously America, making a huge priority, right? But America does have a lot. It's of a people. lot of people. Yeah, it is. Not sure. Not sure. Anywho, uh, okay. So piggybacking off of what the original question was supposed to be, will there mm-hmm. be a TI this year? You think? Yes. And I if so, so, do you think how does it change the makeup of future TIs? So we lost one, right? And then we were speculating. This was something we talked in the podcast about, like eight months ago or whatever, when Corona started like really being a, str- a big thing or nine months ago. Um, we were saying what Valve could do is do two TIs in the same year. I think if they do that, it will not be 2021. I just don't think they have enough of a span because based on our assumptions on when things get opened up, mm-hmm. you probably can't put two. So maybe they'll never catch up. Maybe we just lost one and that's a shame. Um, I think the TI will, they will aim to have it in August again, like they usually do. Um, okay. And that might be a possibility, right? If the vaccine is good. Yep. I think we are um, in agreement. Yeah. I think this is my original assessment that I thought that they would not have two in the same year. I think it's just going to be the battle pass comes out. It's going to be exactly the same, except all that money will be for next year's TI, which, you know, puts a little bit of the hype mm-hmm. out, obviously, but at the same time, it's just logistics. And doing two in the same year just doesn't sound feasible. I do think this one I. Might be a hot take. I think they end up doing it in Seattle if they do it this year. Really? Instead of Sweden. I think the fact that mm. it's going to be in their own hometown, it's going to be easier for them to manage. Key Arena just got redone. Uh, I think it's been like a year now maybe, but it's completely refurbished or whatever you want to call it. It. I mean, if you're Val, it's just, it would be easier if it's in Seattle. But then again, if they're holding these heroes for Sweden... That could be... Well, maybe, I mean, that's something you might just have to sacrifice. That's right? an icing type uh, thing. It's not the reason yeah. you hold in Sweden. Yeah, People are going to be excited about new heroes, whether they get released in Seattle or Sweden, even if they're thematically more Norse than, you know, it's... Right. Sometimes you just have to, you know... When in doubt, little just make, make a squirrel. Make something furry. I don't, matter. I don't know, man. Do you, th- do you think getting all the players and all the fans to Seattle versus Stockholm will be easier next year? 
based on like expected trajectory of Corona, we're always going to be talking about that, right? Like how the population handles it, how you handle travel in general. Do you think the US will be a good place to have a tournament next year compared to Europe? Uh, compared to Europe, probably not as good. But at the same time, the NBA is, I promise you, it will be fully open by that point anyway. All these mm -hmm. major sports will be fully open by that point anyway. I would be beyond shocked if that's not the case. So in terms of what's already happened in America, that's going to be very normal. Whether that's best for Valve, I don't know. I mean, I think, let's say things somehow get worse. I don't foresee this happening or anything, but they have to do a bubble TI, right? That's right. that's also a, like, if even if things are kind of meh, that you have to do something. You have to do a TI this next year. There's no excuse yeah. anymore. Whether it's a bubble, whether it's fully open, whatever the case may be, it just depends on, you know, what's going on wherever you want to hold it. But yeah, mm -hmm. it could end up being in Sweden like they originally wanted. Just just a random guess yeah. for me. Okay. Uh, what team of 2021? What is going to be the best team of 2021? The best team of the year. Yeah. You know, part of me wants to say a Chinese team because it's about time. But I just, mm -hmm. I don't know if I have a reason to believe it yet. <laughs> That's the problem. Uh, it's such a shot in the dark. Uh, hmm. What what would you okay? Let's try this. What what would make the team of the year? Is it the team that wins the TI we're expecting, or is it the team that does the best throughout the year? Team that wins TI, I guess. The team that wins TI flat out. I mean, how often is a team that doesn't win TI not the team of the year? You know. I mean, in my in my opinion, there's been years where a team has won like six tournaments and didn't win TI, and I still yeah. think they were a more impressive team for the yeah. year. But you think. But yeah. what does everybody else think, Sindarin? Yeah, I mean, TI. you asked my opinion. I don't think Team of the Year is the team that wins TI. I think Team of the Year is the team that wins eight tournaments and loses one. Okay, fair enough. But All right, go ahead then. Who's going to uh, be the most consistent? See, because with that logic, Secret wouldn't be Team of the Year this year either. Team of the Year would be the team that won Omega League, right? That was the no. biggest tournament. There's that doesn't matter what the biggest... It, TI is just its own thing. It's not the biggest tournament. It's the tournament. It's different. Okay. Everything is catered okay, towards Shannon. TI. All right. And that's a really difficult question to just, you know, say one team name. It's very difficult indeed. <laughs> this is actually unbelievable. Dude, I thought this is impossible. That's what's fun about it. You just guess. Yeah. Like what's in your gut? Don't be a robot. Just pick something. All right. My gut is 4 a.m. or elephant. Cinderin.exe stopped working. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? 4 a.m. or elephant. 4 a.m. or elephant. Okay, thank you for the very serious Wait, are they, hang on. Let me just make sure. I haven't watched Chinese Dota for a while. Are they still called that? Uh, 4 a.m. is elephant. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. So, oh, that's the same? I thought you just said two yeah. team names. I thought it was 4 a.m. Yeah, a. but they a. were called 4 a.m. and they renamed to elephant. But I've been oh. a little bit out of touch. So okay. I mean, I'll I'll just take elephant regardless. I'll take okay. That. I'll take All elephant. Right. Fair enough. My very serious answer on what team will win TI, since that's how how I gauge how good a team is, Arkosh Gaming. They're gonna make the ultimate wow. turnaround. Yeah, fantastic. Great. Make Go a question, from... make me answer it, and then you can just do a meme answer and be like, wow, you were stupid for actually thinking about the question I asked you. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking right Wonderful. now. Wonderful. Okay. I actually think the best team of the year will surprisingly be EG. And I say surprising because they've done fuck all for how long now? They're going to come out of nowhere. 
Arteezy's finally going to win a TI, Sindarin. It's going to happen. Okay. All right. What hero, and we're assuming just based on the current patch now, what will be the hero of 2021? Oh, God. It's going to be Wisp again, isn't it? We both know it. It's happening. So that's your pick, Wisp? I mean, it's Wisp every year, so why wouldn't it be Wisp again? Like, statistically, as a robot, I predict Wisp with the highest percentage likelihood. So, yeah. Io, again, for the 17th year in a row. I I wouldn't say it's been Io every year. Naga had many... It's been pretty close. Naga, Morphling. Those two are at so many TIs. Every time. It's been close. I'm going to go Troll Warlord. I believe in his ags, unless it gets nerfed to the ground. And I do believe they're going to redesign his level 25 talents because they're just weird. Uh, not weird, but they could be a little more interesting at least. Troll mm-hmm. Warlord 2021, everybody. Okay. So that does it for <laughs> like this. someone to vote for. <laughs> <laughs> go vote for Troll Warlord. Uh, let's do a couple Patreon mailbag questions before we bid everybody adieu. We have one from Sean Chivers. Howdy, chaps. I have a potential question for the mailbag around growing the scene, which I realize has been pre- variously covered in previous, previously covered in variously covered in previous We Say Things. Is that proper? Variously covered. Now. Okay, there's two ways I can think to phrase it. So maybe pick the one that you would be best for the podcast. Maybe I shouldn't have read that part. If you were given the explicit task of growing Dota 2 player base, what steps would you take? Or alternatively, if you were given, say, $5 million in order to grow the player base slash scene, what would you put in place? More third-party tournaments, advertising, Twitch loot partner promotions, incentivizing teams, team player salaries throughout the lower tiers, collegiate or feeder leagues, and system, etc. I'm sure there's a lot of options. Merry Christmas and Happy Yule. Thank you, Sean Shivers. Thoughts, Cinderin. How would you grow the player base? If that was the specific, okay. <laughs> Look. Yes. We should. We should really. We should tell Valve what to do now. I think this that's is what a, we're doing right now. Yeah. Um. I think. I think the biggest bang for your buck is advertising. I think so. I think I would. If my sole goal was to grow the player base, I would advertise the game. I think it's. This whole thing with the game will talk for itself. There's still so many people that don't know what Dota is and they have no way of discovering it. So mm-hmm. I would advertise the game with like, even if you gave me the $5 million, you want to grow the scene or the player base, I would advertise with all of the money. All of it. Okay. Yeah. So now would, would that change if you had unlimited money? Is that just based on a specific <laughs> budget? Wow, well, hey, because you, you said infinite you... budget. I would buy everyone to play the game. I would say, hey, <laughs> if you play Dota, I will pay you infinite dollars because <laughs> I had infinite dollars. All right, fine. I'll answer the question. Which in turn would mean it was meaningless because inflation and everyone being infinitely rich would mean they would have nothing. The reason I say that is because five... question. The reason Sorry. I say that is because five million doesn't actually seem like very much, even for advertising. I don't think that's really going to get you that much. Uh, and plus, I don't think advertising is going to do anything if there's no fucking new player experience. There's no tutorial. So the way that I would, I do three things. Number one is advertising in some fashion. Obviously, this can come mm-hmm. last. Then there's the new player experience, which involves a tutorial, getting people you know up to speed, whatever the case may be. Then I, I guess you can add this on, getting rid of the Smurf situation, which maybe they're going to be doing with the Overwatch system as well. And 
then the number one thing is the TI price pool needs to be capped and then redistributed the extra surplus to third-party tournaments throughout the year, whether it be yep. official DPCs or whatever they're doing. Like, the DPC system that they have going is good. I like it. But I don't like how TI is just its monster, which we've talked yeah, about many times, so we won't really go into it anymore. Times. Yeah. So all of that. And I didn't think, I think about the new player, ex- new player experience as something to pay for. But if that's something you want this budget to go to, then I agree. Then I don't think 100% is advertising for me either then because it's harder to advertise a game that people then try and get turned off by right so Mm. a big chunk should go into making it easier to get into the game and the rest is advertising so yeah that's true if that's a a part of it then i agree and then last question is from august augustin Hello, guys. One question for the podcast. When playing Dota, do you use any tools to help you in the picking phase? Finding counter picks, etc. Dota buff, Dota plus. Uh, I used to use, was it called? It was called Dota plus, actually. It's not the Dota plus that's in game. It's a separate client. It's really weird. I think it was mm-hmm. called Dota plus before Dota plus came out officially. Uh, and I mean, it's it's helpful for just the picking stage, just to know what other people, like how often they pick certain heroes. So you can kind of play around or pick around that but at the end of the day i just got rid of the program like Um, i don't use anything anymore the thing in dota when you pick a hero and it shows an up arrow and a down arrow for teammates like is that a dota plus feature or do you have that without dota plus Ooh, that's a good i think it's dota plus right that's the friends and foes i'm pretty sure that's dota plus. yeah friends and foes category where it's like oh if you pick this hero you have seven percent more win rate together with this hero than with another hero Right. Okay, yeah. people are saying that's Dota Plus. So then I guess technically I use that Dota Plus, but it's all in the client because I have I Dota think... Plus and I do use that for inspiration, but I don't use third-party stuff. So like I said, I so. think for any level, if you really care that much about it, knowing that somebody is a Meepo picker, for example, or whatever picker, Arc Warden, that hero has been making me rage, by the way. Holy shit. <laughs> um, that's helpful because then you ban it, right? It is. Other than that, I don't find it personally very helpful. Uh, okay. Mainly hero spammers. But the thing is, unless there's like a select few that will rename after like every game. There's this notorious IO spammer from, <laughs> I think it's Ukraine or Russia, who will change his nickname like every game or every second game so people don't ban IO against him. Um, but with the exception of one player like that, if people play under the same name or are recognizable by Avatar or whatever, you get used to them, right? You know... Mm-hmm when you play enough games that this is this guy but obviously if you're in a lower mmr the player pool is, pool is too big to know everyone so i think those tools are more helpful in the mid-range than in the highest range because familiarity i think probably yep that's true okay that is the end of this episode that is the end of 2020 thank fucking yes. god the end of 2020 let it be over Woo. please god uh all right so center have you seen in bruges no thank you another happy year. new year happy new year everybody stay safe out there uh have a great rest of the year <laughs> and be good to each other stop picking fucking arc warden please is that Let your that new be... year's resolution to start a campaign that against is... arc that is, yeah, I could. I mean, I hope it's everybody's New Year's resolution to stop picking Arc Warden because it <laughs> only exists to be annoying as fuck. See, the difference between Techies and Arc Warden is Arc Warden can literally carry the game. Techies just makes it annoying to finish the game. There's a difference. 
and all right, I can talk about this for literally 10 minutes, and we're not going to do that this time. We're going to end on a very positive note. Have a great New Year, everybody. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting Sindarin and myself. Until next year, Suns fan Sindarin signing out. Goodbye. Make sure you watch In Bruges in 2021. Bye. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening.